Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special RTR clip. Uh, I'm Brian Mavic Bertrand. Sitting with me right now, it's not Crelly because Crelly's on vacation. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pulling back from the timeline of running the ropes and bringing on one Mr. Heartbreak Mike. Mike, I, you know what happened? I screwed up. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, what's going okay, on there? Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So, we, so you and I were recording, and it got up to the point where you came on. And mm-hmm. uh, I want to say it was L-Train, but I'm not sure. But Anthony on the SNS Facebook hit me up on fa- on Facebook and told me to re-listen to the show because when it came to your part, it only got my side of the conversation. Your side never came up somehow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we got about 30 minutes of me basically talking to myself. So... And so we got to let everyone know um, now about that. But let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and talk about this whole situation again. And I apologize for the fans about this whole thing with Team Ambition and uh, the promoter of Adrenaline Pro Wrestling because we still haven't heard much. Except for, well, actually, no, I, 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 I lied. We did hear from Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly, but not from ROH, seeing as how it wasn't really much of an ROH deal. So that's understandable. Right. But pretty much what happened with this situation was that um, they came into the, they came to this promotion, Adrenaline Pro Wrestling in Iowa. They were supposed to wrestle that night. But according to reports, uh, Team Ambition came very late. Of course, Team Ambition is Davey Richards, Kyle O'Reilly, and Tony Kazina. Uh, and they're all, they all train together in MMA-style pro wrestling. And once they get there, they, had, they were... I don't want to say they were pulled from the card, but there was a situation where, it was, where the card had to be reshuffled around to the point where they were... Richards demanded that all three men were put back on into the card. Um, and at the same time, he demanded to be paid up to have everyone paid up front. Um, and what happened was when the, when they were given the money, they had, they, they said that they had to chain that they had to go get athletic tape, even though they were already in their gear. Um, so they basically so what happened they they took the money and they ran and the promoter was under the assumption they were going to get athletic tape and yet they never came back basically putting the whole show in jeopardy um now before we get to the 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 statements about that what I mean what do you think to me after hearing that to me, it put a very bad taste in my mouth because I've been I've come on here praising Davy Richards, praising Davy Richards, because the man is a machine, a wrestling like literally and and 
he's in the same category of Kurt Angle in terms of a machine in the ring. But uh-huh. initial thoughts, Mike, what, what do you think about this situation before we get to the statements? Well, to be totally honest, you know, it comes to the point where it's sad, you know, <laughs> and I think like the bookers probably picked the oldest trick in the book. Hey, we're going to get athletic tape. Sure. Go ahead. We just forgot it. Okay. We're going to go to the store. Mind you, there probably is a sports authority or Dick Sporting Goods, no pun intended, um, <laughs> probably going to get something. But little did they know, they're probably just like, you know what? I'm better than this. What am I doing here? And probably just left. But without notice, not a good sign. Yeah, and it was just one of those situations where, uh, at, at an initial thought, what I thought was Davey was a bit of an asshole in this regard. He, 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 uh, and the initial thing was, they said it was an emotional time. How could it have been an emotional time when you demanded all this stuff and then all of a sudden you're gone? But then it comes out to now where Davy Richards comes out on his blog and basically saying that the promoter showed a lack of respect towards them. And now that I don't get. Well, okay. I think it is because for the, for, I'm going to say the media, it's basically, you know, some media may have worded it out correctly, but then again, I do believe Davy Richards because I'm going to, and, and, you know, I'm know I'm going to get a bunch of arguments at this. If you guys want to argue with me of it, you know, hit me on Twitter, uh, save us six, three, six. Um, so, but you're right. Davy Richards is better than that. And to put him in like events like that and have be to be cash paid up front. You know what? Uh, it, it's understandable because one, he didn't come here by a wink and a prayer and hitchhiked it all the way to wherever he was. Two, lodging costs. Three, he probably had a taxi waiting for him to get paid, so that's why he probably asked to pay for it up front. Right. And I just don't understand. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't like. Davy Richards denies the physical violent, the physically threatening uh, part of this whole situation. But he did say that he did admit to taking the money and and, and leaving. Um. He says that he PayPal'd back the three hundred fifty, which I guess I can believe. But I mean, I, I I'm really skeptical at this point. I don't know what to think. You know what I mean? Because th- this whole situation became such a such a huge thing, especially when it, what happened with the because it is a big Ring of Honor talent, and of course Ring of Honor hasn't said anything about this, and, and I, I'm not expecting that they do. Of course, I want to be, but I, I I would like something to be said. Um, but. I guess the point I'm making is that there's so many questions that, unfortunately, I'm not ex- I I can't expect an answer to. But 
do you think that mm, I, it, it's okay so it's hard to ask the questions like was this was there an actual physical altercation was there more witnesses to this can anyone attest to this what's tony cozina gonna say about this um i i don't know he said um uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to i've trying to look into the whole ordeal here that uh richards responded to saying it, he said it was a, a he said i was trained that you don't disrespect wrestlers there's a pecking order in the business and if you go against it your ass is handed to you i was trained that the boys stick up for each other and don't allow others to disrespect them but it reflects on the business as a whole so when a guy who took my seminar the day prior and all of a sudden over text messages uh, parentheses. Everyone's got balls, got steel balls behind text, Twitter, Facebook. This uh, disrespects the guy who helped bring me and Kyle up, and more importantly, my friend. I feel 100% justified taking action. So not over text, Twitter, Facebook, but in person. Um, I tell this guy how disrespectful he was, and if this was 10 years ago, he would have gotten his ass beat. He agreed and apologized and said. And insisted he shake Tony's hand. Before this, he tried and admitted to lying, saying he didn't know whom he was talking to on text, so he didn't know he was disrespecting Kazina. Um. Okay, I mean, I don't. W- w- maybe I'm being a little judgmental on this, but I mean, he did admit it. Uh, he admitted to taking the money. He admit he says he gave it back. Um, and of course, I have a I have a feeling that Davey's telling the truth on this because when I when me personally Brian Mavic Bertrand contacted the promoter of Adrenaline Pro Wrestling, which is uh, Jason Strife, I believe. He he didn't he didn't want to come on. He said, and I will say this, that he just wanted it put behind him. He's done. Everything said and done, and all that. So, if someone was still holding a grudge on Richards, on O'Reilly, on Kazina for this, I you know I would expect an open mic. I would expect more from this. But now it's done. Now, I mean, and I'm bringing this up now because this is a situation where you look at the underside of independent pro wrestling, the the, the darker side. It's it's an educational side, and it makes no sense that these guys are that you know a guy like Davy Richards would do something like this because I mean he's not. I'll say this: he's not super face. He's not. Seen a face, but you'd expect a guy like that who trained in MMA, who trained in all that, to not only you know be humbled by all that, but to really you know be a bit of a you know like like someone who's more flexible like that, right? But I, but I can understand his point of view. 
from this statement. He took it. He said he paid it back. And he denied the allegations of the the physical threats. Uh, the char the you know he dared him to, t to press charges that never happened. Uh, and all that. So that's pretty cool that he didn't do that. Um, but it was probably one of those situations where someone just talks smack to the wrong guy. And the promoter paid for it. So it's not as much as the wrong guy. It's just that you're just not you're not talking to You're not the... thinking you're you're not thinking of who you're talking to. Right. Because the whole M the okay MMA and pro wrestling, while there are very distinct similarities, because wrestling is a part of the MMA style, there's significant differences when it comes to applying mixed martial arts in the professional wrestling. Look at CM Punk, for instance. You know, but the mentality of it all. He did... Davey Richards... Okay, if it was someone like... I'll throw a name out there. I'm not saying he would do this or not. If it was Michael Bisping and the same thing happened, he would do the same exact thing and probably rip the promoter's arm out and beat him with it. But... Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, of course, I could say that about a few MMA guys. Um, but Davey Richards, I, maybe it's because I learned differently to pro wrestling than MMA, so it makes sense. But I guess moral of the story for, for this incident is that you don't want to, you don't want to go into a situation where you're going to end up talking smack, disrespecting a guy. And not expect consequences. So right. that I mean, that that was my whole thing about it. Um, did you have any thoughts, Mike, or is there anything you wanted to add? Well, okay, I'm gonna say this. Um, when it comes to getting a, a top-notch superstar, it's very hard. Yes, it can be done, but it's very hard. And. The only way, and possibly Davy Richards could possibly be the nicest guy on God's green earth, and you may have to piss him off to literally pull a, forgive me when I say this, but pull a dick move like that. Now, do you, do you have any experience, okay, um, when you were training, because you're, you're, you're an independent wrestler. Okay. That works out there. Okay. Do you... Have you been trained that have you been trained to respect the other guys or the promoters? You have to respect everyone. It doesn't even matter who it is. You can hate the person, but you have to respect what they do. Right. So I mean, it makes sense. I it was probably again, it was probably one of those things where the owner just, you know, doesn't have didn't have the right mentality going into it. So, I don't. If he got PayPal'd or not, we don't know. It doesn't even says, matter. Yeah, Davey says he did. Um, at this point, it's kind of moot. So 
I'll give him the benefit of a doubt. Because we don't know what happens. But a situation like that sure has sure pissed the guy off to where he was uh, shooting on Richards in the ring. So that says something. Right. It just shocked me because this is Davey Richards, who I have been uh, honestly amazed watching. I, I mean, literally jaw-dropping, uh, you know, jaw-dropping, eyes raised – and focus intent to his matches, so it says. So I mean, to see him do, to see something like this happen, it raised. I'll admit, it raised a lot of questions. So, right. now that we know the whole truth about the situation, we could say that Davy's not Davy's not at fault anymore. But damn. You hate to see things like this happen. You re- you all, really do. All good things have to come to an end, you know? I know. So, on that note, let's go ahead and move on here. Another thing that happened during uh, this past week was the whole was a whole thing about Kevin Nash just completely bashing uh, oh, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Oh, and holy crap, dude! He went off saying, basically that the way they looked, that the night of WrestleMania 20, when Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero hugged in the ring, in the middle of the ring. Of course, the moment it's the moment in question was an amazing moment when both Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. When the when the world and WWE championships respectively in that same night, it, it was a very amazing match. Very amazing matches all around. Right. But I guess Kevin Nash said that uh, the day they did that, they it was you know just the day it killed the business. Um, okay. Because, I... and only because they were the same height as the referee. Go ahead. Yeah, you could see, you could probably see Shawn Michaels talking to him on the phone. Kevin, like, really? Is this exactly how you're going to treat us? Now, to be perfectly honest, I know the guys. I knew them. There were some really good performers. They were awesome backstage. You know, if you really want some accuracy, Kevin, they actually helped you out. If it wasn't for the Radicals going to the WWE, we wouldn't have seen the NWO go to the WWE or TNA or any of that. If it wasn't for Eddie Guerrero, we wouldn't have cars inside the arenas and just randomly flolic around. If it wasn't for Chris Benoit... We probably would not have some of the best technical matches of all time. If it wasn't for Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, those two, they wouldn't be able to be the ones that actually provide us with champions, underdog champions, less than under six feet. No pun intended. Right, but when you think about it, though, 
It's not the Fed. He wasn't knocking their careers, per se. He was knocking their look. Because remember, Kevin Nash was part of the era where big men reigned supreme. The larger-than-life characters. You had Psycho Sid versus big versus Diesel. Who had the better powerbomb? You know, things like that. They, He was just one of those guys that thought if you were shorter than six feet, you were trash. You were horrible. And well, to, then, see, to see those guys at the top echelon of the WWE somehow, someway pissed him off. And well, if he was drunk, he was drunk. But still. We ain't going to talk about that. But <laughs> what it is is that, well, then, if that's the case, if it talks about the look and stuff, explain the boogeyman. Explain Sin Cara. Explain... Da- explain Daniel Bryan, explain Evan Bourne, explain John Morrison, explain, you know, I, I'll even go farther, explain Mick Foley. Yeah, like, I mean, there's been plenty of wrestlers that were shorter than six feet tall. I oh. happen to know an indie guy that's that's a little shorter than I am, which surprised me the most. Oh my god. But, god, the guy can go in the ring, you know? See, the problem, and and later on, and this whole thing created a huge, huge response. And and it was insane. Uh, Roddy Piper was huge, I mean, was one of the first ones to respond to this. And I'll get to that, I'll I'll get to the others in a minute, uh, because... Some new ones just have, just came out. Um, ben uh, Roddy Piper. I'm looking at a news site saying Hall of Famer Roddy Piper is the latest wrestler to address Kevin Nash's comments about the industry dying, uh, saying, "Quote: I love all the real boys in, in the biz. Fact: I'm one of the smallest. Fact: I outdrew out almost every. I outdrew almost everyone. Fact: Without all the boys, I'm nothing." So, I mean, that says something there. Um, Chavo Guerrero Sr. puts on puts on there, quote, um, Nash remains an effing moron idiot because just because he was a freak and bigger than normal people, he still has no clue what a wrestler, entertainer, or worker is. Uh, that is my grandson that I'm training... What? Sorry, uh, I, th- I think Chavo Guerrero Sr. doesn't know how to type that good yet. Um, <laughs> ba- basically saying that Nash doesn't know what a wrestler, entertainer, or worker is. Uh, my grandson uh, that I'm hoping, uh, that I'm training now, could have a better match than him. I can take I can take his fat ass down now. Can't do a promo, and if you saw his last promo in WWE... With Punk, Punk punked him out. Uh, he had no clue. What a waste of a body. Maybe, maybe he, he's a schizo, synchron. Maybe he, his he's a synchronized wrestler. Diesel my ass. And God, just huge stuff. Um, and now I'm trying to show. Okay, uh. Jim Ross 
God, there's more of this stuff. And Chris Jericho was one of the guys to was another guy to to respond. But here's what Jim not Jim Ross has to say. Um, he says in his in Jim Ross's blog, and of course Jim Ross's blog at jrsbarbecue.com. Uh, he says, "quote I'm an old school guy who thinks that wrestlers come in all shapes and sizes, and that the final final decree on how well said talents produce." is ultimately left to up to the consumer aka the fans lots of sub sub 656 well sorry jr uh, lots of sub 6 feet tall athletes of course 6 feet or lower have been huge box office dreams in the biz over the years there are too many to mention here uh, several big men have migrated into pro wrestling and let me start that over Several big men who have migrated into the pro wrestling world simply because of their size have failed. Some haven't. Kevin Nash was and still is very successful. He's made a lot of money and he's saved it. Smart guy. Out of the entire Grantland piece, the thi- of course this is on Grantland.com, uh, the thing that I felt most compelling for today's wrestlers, rookies, wannabes, etc. is that Kevin Nash made money, made big money and he took care of it. And despite the, uh, of course, despite these comments that Nash made, uh, Ross went on to praise him. So, it's, uh, so, but he does go on to say, no, I don't agree with what with, with Kevin on his smaller wrestlers theory, as I like all that have true talent. But I do defend his right to express himself and chuckle at the ability that he has, that he has to manipulate fans and peers alike 140 characters or less so that was jim ross on kevin nash um i think and it could very well be kevin nash working the fans yet again which god i mean it pisses me off that we talk about it because it it could very well be kevin nash working the fans well, <clears throat> first of all, good thing you weren't reading the Iron Sheik, because I don't think you would be able to finish reading what he says. I wouldn't uh, be able to legal. It, l- let's just say this: I did read what Iron Sheik says, and there was nothing. I have never ever read any Twitter message that Iron Sheik has ever produced. Mm-hmm. And not have the feeling of I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fined. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna kill this radio station. If I was on KJCC right now, the, we didn't end up kill. I'd end up killing the radio station because I would have had to talk about it like that, and I don't want to do that. So and let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Let's just say it was. Let's just say it was no exception. But you want to hear what Vicky Guerrero had to say? Oh no, because you already know. You already know. In-laws or anyone else about Eddie, me or my girls, just shows how comments from real Kevin Nash, in-laws or anyone else about Eddie, me or my girls, just shows how insecure and unhappy they live. That's all she had to say. Wow. That and that speaks volumes. It does. And 
and and when you think about it, yeah, he did uh basically he, I mean, just like that, just the way he went, just because his career ended and he had to retire, he has to go on Twitter to talk about two guys that have made it in the business that have that were shorter than six feet tall mm-hmm. that went on to really change their style. Of course, n- neither of them are with us today, but that's beside, the, I hate to say it, but that's beside the point. Well, see, <clears throat> and to be quite honest, and I think I'm going to, and it should be, you know, for my for my closure, one thing about Kevin Nash, and he said, and it was said in the rise and fall of WCW, uh-huh. he cares about the money and himself, no one else. No offense, you can consider this a shoot or whatnot. Nash, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time you won a world heavyweight title. You gave it away like it was an adoption agency. Oh. <laughs> you could have went in any other direction like that, but I get what you're saying. I mean, because to be honest, <laughs> those are good world champions. You, Nash, doesn't, I don't even consider that world champion. Honestly, because he handed it to Ric Flair. Honestly, I do understand his motives. However... It, it just made it made him look like the hero, and it made him look good, quote unquote good. He would never let anyone go over unless they were unless he was really good friends with them. Mind you, did you not see all his matches that he's been in? They were either with his friends, and he went over. If it was a random jobber or anyone like that, come on now, he won. Case in point, Rey Mysterio. Exactly. And see, that's what's funny. That's why this is pretty much why Kevin Nash is not has not stayed in the WWE longer. You know, I mean, he just does not have the right attitude in the back, and he I, I and it sucks because you know Triple H loves Kevin Nash. They're boys. You know, they're homies. You know, they're tight like that they're the it's the click it's more of the click so when it came to that you hit the nail right on the head mike kevin when it comes down to it kevin nash was and will continue to be about the money that's all it was because apparently he thinks that they didn't make money from wrestlemania 20 with that i don't know where he thinks he got his facts from at all. I you know, and I understand that, you know, it was his freedom of speech, it's probably his opinion, but just the way he went on to say that they were supposed when that wrestlers are basically saying that wrestlers are supposed to be larger than life. Chris Jericho said that, you know, Chris Jericho said that it it was funny because his heyday, because Nash's heyday was in 95 when the WWF was going downhill. And 96 when WCW had the NWO gimmick and started destroying WWE in the ratings. So, I mean, it just doesn't... 
and it it shows that just because he was just because Kevin Nash was on top of the world at one point to where he transcended the WWF and went into WCW as one as one of the biggest stars in the business until until we got to see what he was really about and that just shows how much of disrespect Kevin Nash and I, I I hate to say it I really hate to say it because he was just on this show on running the ropes while I was on vacation and he had a great interview with Trey Dog even though you know he sounded kind of bored with it but that's all right because it was still a great interview and Trey did a very good job and I hope they don't I, and I hope he's still you know friends with Kevin Nash but my my closure for this is going to be, yeah, you're right, Mike. Kevin Nash has been about the money, and look what I mean. Look back to what Jr. said. He has a lot of money that he saved. He was very smart with his money, so he basically coveted his money like he was coveting a woman. Stay with my friends. He <laughs> he did a. You know, but at the same time, he's got to remember the time of behemoths and, you know, just that style of larger than life characters is gone. It's been gone for 20 years. Okay, not 20 years, not 20 years. It's been gone for 15 years. Okay, now we have guys that are coming that are either in the mainstream like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Sheamus, uh, Alberto Del Rio, Miz. God, the Miz. I can't believe I'm putting him in that spot. Uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. You know, all these guys. There's a huge list of guys that can't that are less than six feet tall. AJ Styles is five ten. I know because he's a little bit taller than I am. And I'm 5'7". 5'8". I don't know. Anyway. Crap. Sure. <laughs> but see, here, that's the point. You know, there are plenty of men, like just like JR said, that have made great strides in the wrestling business, and they did not have the height gifts of Kevin Nash, of The Undertaker, of Kane, Matt Morgan, and all these other guys. And it's very... Nowadays... It's very rare to see a big man go over the way that Kevin Nash did in the mid-90s, the way that Psycho Sid did back in the early 90s. You know, the only, honestly, the only guy that has gone over recently that has been over the almost the same way, just shy of a world championship, was Matt Morgan. Why? Because he was trained to be a wrestler. And that's my ending. That's my closure. You know, I it, it's just, it made no it made no sense that Kevin Nash had to make those comments. Right. But I hope he I hope he takes these responses from everyone from Piper to JR to Jericho 
to Vicky Guerrero herself. I hope he takes it and just show and sees that the fans made the stars. Not Kevin Nash. Not any wrestler in the back. But the fans. He may think wrestling died in 2004. But I'll tell you what. I will, I will tell you as a fan. That 2004 was the rise of real wrestlers. And on that note, on that note, I'm going to end it here. I want to apologize again for the fan to the fans for the technical difficulties. I will be back. Crelly will be joining me once again. And we're going to keep doing what we do. So on behalf of Heartbreak Mike, Mike, yo, I want to thank you for coming in. Of course, Crelly couldn't be with us because he's on holiday. I want to thank you. I want to thank Randy, even though he couldn't be with us tonight. Um, and this is Brian Maverick Bertrand. You can follow me on Twitter, RTR Maverick, no K at the end. Follow us on, like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash running the ropes radio. Uh, you could always listen to me on the SNS radio network.com. Unchained-WWE.com, and while you're at Unchained, grab some wallpapers. Awesome, guys. Uh, uh, Des is awesome. Um, and soon, Running the Ropes will be on WrestlingRambles.com, so check that out. Um, but on behalf of Heartbreak Mike, I am Brian Mavic Bertrand saying, see you later, everybody. <laughs>